Hi, you've called Age. And Mitch. And this is Message on the Machine. Gritty conversations by smooth operators. You know what to do. Yo, yo, yiggity, yo, what's <laughs> up? It's your girl Mitch. Just <laughs> kicking it with your boy Age. <laughs> I'm really channeling that energy today. I don't know why. I think because I just played that smashing Eminem song, Guess Who's Back. <laughs> it's now stuck in my head. I've now got that character. Because we are indeed and in fact back. Back, 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 back again. <laughs> Once again, for season five, how do you feel? Season five, do a jive. Everyone is alive. For now. For now. But, you know, life is short and fleeting, so we've got to make the most. That's right. How am I feeling? I am feeling good. Felt weird on the way to the studio, not going to lie. We've had, a, obviously, a bit of an extended break. And mm. it was kind of like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm going to do. But I kind of have feel like I've forgotten what I'm doing. <laughs> well, you called me and said, do I bring anything usually to record these things? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, just you. Just my gorgeous self, which was nice. Just pop the talent in the car yeah. and head over. Absolutely. How are you feeling? Um, yeah, good. Yeah? Good. Ready? I'm feeling a little bit um, congested. I did just obviously say that before we started. Hay fever season. I don't usually get hay fever. I reckon it's long COVID. Oh, God. But I don't know if I've ever had COVID. I've heard it all now, honestly. Yeah. He spent the last three months Googling if he's had long COVID. (laughs) It's just a persistent little bit of phlegm that I would like to not be. (laughs) For anyone playing catch up, my name is Age. And I'm Mitch. And this is Message on the Machine. It is our fifth season, as we said, which sounds wild, but we're coming up to the two-year mark at the end of this month. Crazy. So two years, five seasons. Millions of laughs. (laughs) Countless gags. Countless gags. Even more tears. (laughs) They're obviously offline, though. Yeah, well, I was going to say, do you think we've... Have you ever cried on air? Yeah, I think I did cry. When? A couple times. I cried in the coming out episode. I remember that. Yeah. Season, uh, sorry, episode four, if anyone wants to go back and have a listen yes. to me cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. Maybe when our mums were on. Yeah, maybe. That was another They're nasty bitches, aren't they? There. She was a, a cow. All she did was <laughs> yell at me. I was bawling my eyes out. Reduced me to tears. No, that was a, we had a couple of sentimenties in that one. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I, have you? No. No, not when the love coach from last season really grilled you. <laughs> Tore me to shreds. She didn't bring you to tears then? No, not on air. Not in front of the live audience, that's for sure. <laughs> Just when you got home that Save night. Save that for the pillow. <laughs> well, let's get straight into the use. Have you got any updates for me? What's news in your world? Is there anything, you know, give the give the listeners a three-month update in a nutshell. Do you know what? I think I'm going to talk about, actually, the biggest uh, message on the machine headline of the last three months, which is that we drew and executed our competition with Puffdorf. Oh my God. Yes, we did. Sorry. <laughs> did I was like, forget? not sure where you were going with that then. <laughs> I was like, what did we do? <laughs> what headline was I in? What have I forgotten? Uh, yeah, no, we absolutely did. And what a banger. What an absolute cracker banger. of a night. I feel like if you were there, we're sorry. <laughs> well, I need to actually confess something that I did. Oh my God. Yes, you do. And I say sorry because, not because it was a bad night. It was a great night. Yeah. But it was chaotic, which, yeah. you know, I mean, ch- cheers to Puffdorf because they definitely put on for us that night. Yeah. Not only did the prize winner get, you know, what was a part of the prize, but 
all the rest of the other bottles. <laughs> a lot kept, more than they bargained for. Yeah, all the other bottles that kept coming out, which is probably why. Yeah, so basically, here's what happened. Dot, dot, dot. What the happened? scoop. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that the both of us were a bit too excited to have this evening out. To host. And we got a little bit carried away. Mm. Few too many drinks. And then me just trying to, you know, work the room yep. has turned to the group who won the competition and was like, let's do some shots. Yep. Do recall the shots moment. Didn't need that. No. At, at all. all. They did though. They were exciting and loving it. And what, who am I? Not a Grinch. No, no. And as like they deserve them. Yeah, totally. Yep. And so I've poured these like 10 shots. Yep. Um, picked up mine, down the hatch. And you know when you do a shot and your body just goes, nope? Yep, sure do. <laughs> That's not for us. Witness this actually firsthand. <laughs> and so that moment of panic came to me, like in the middle of the club, like at the bar. In the middle of this poor guest's booth, <laughs> can I say. Sorry, Alicia. <laughs> so girl. My beautiful co-host had a explosive moment. Mm. And my beautiful co-host saw the panic in my eyes and just gut <laughs> reflex reaction. Just cupped your hands in front of my mouth and let me vomit into them. So Mitch looks at me. I, I know Mitch obviously very well. And Mitch can handle his drink. Yeah. Pretty well. But I also know Mitch well enough that when he's not handling his drink well. Mm. And this is one of those moments. And I was like, no, okay, that's a throw up. Yeah, Mitch Upton does this thing where he throws up in his mouth, but then he'll just swallow it. Yeah, I can do that. Sometimes. This was not one of those times. I tried. This was a exorcism. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> <laughs> this was an exorcism waiting yeah, to happen. Yeah. And yeah, you vomited in my hands in the booth. So thank you so much. And I just remember you going, Mitch, bathroom, bathroom, Mitch, bathroom, bathroom, bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Do you recall one of the moment for the books? Yeah. Um, I also recall, like, not long after that, me just kind of sitting you down and being like, you're right? Okay, cool. And then I turn and the Puff Dwarf host from Puff Dwarf who was looking after us, shout out Greg, great job, had turned around to me with another tray of shots. And I obviously wasn't sick. So I was like, yeah, beauty. And I grabbed one and handed it <laughs> to you. And you were like, no, I need water. And I was like, oh, yeah. So as you just threw up. <laughs> So you know. for you, though. Just keep me going. Yeah. Thanks for looking after yourself in Sickness that moment. Sitting in health. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was a successful night. Um, so shout out to everyone at Puff who made that possible for us and for Alicia and her crew. Mm. Other than that, anything else you want to talk about or? Um, look, I mean. Um, um, match my pitch. Uh, what's happening with me? Um, I've just been working on a couple of little personal projects, which watch this space. It will be revealed to you guys very soon. Um, which was nice just to sort of be able to pivot onto those. Uh, I'm currently on a meal plan. Yeah, how's that going for you? So I'm eating to my macros, which is really eye-opening. Weighing all your food. I've never... I wouldn't even know where to start with that kind of a task. It's pretty fucked up when you actually break down, like, what's in everything and what you should actually have and what, yeah. Mm. Um, And it's also really frustrating when you're starving and you can't just grab food and eat it. You need to... Pop it in your little Weigh app. out the oils. Yeah. Weigh out your shit. Weigh out your carbs. Weigh out your fats. Pop it in your app. Yeah, it's... Yeah. We've... Um, God. It's been a few hangry moments in our house of late. <laughs> but we're working through that. Indeed. Mm. Yes. I feel like we should probably save more of that stuff for our catch-up call next week. Yeah, I don't want to talk about too much. Because we've got a bit of other 
content to get through today. I know. And I'm excited to get to the actual topic. But before we do, mm. Mitchell, for the opening of season five. Yes. What was the last thing that you Googled? Um, I just looked at it then and kind of <laughs> laughed to myself because the last thing that I Googled was Hot Dad from Inside Out, which is a cartoon movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I was like, oh my God, I know him. He's hot. Yeah, right? He a moustache. He's got a moustache and like a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. He looks like he'd have like a massive cock. Okay. And... Big inside me. Inside me <laughs> Turn out. me inside out, yeah. <laughs> and um, the funny thing is I actually Googled this and there's been like quite a few articles written of people like thirsting after the dad. Okay. Can you give me a visual? Because I'm actually... I need one now. Yeah, sure. Oh, Yeah. This is the photo. I'll put it on the stories. I mean, you, you'll you put it on the stories. But um, <laughs> it's a, is it the shadow, do we think? This is the photo that mm. everyone is using as the example of hot dad. Yeah. Dilf from inside out. Yeah. Right? Like a dirty tea. Looks like he probably like slap you around a bit, but buy flowers for your mum, you know? <laughs> and have a massive cock, apparently. <laughs> okay, that cool. That was a headline of an article, by the way. I'm not going to steal that as my own. What? Dad from Inside Out looks like he'd have a massive cock. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it does sound like something you would also say. The Economist. Yeah. <laughs> Someone of your generation. Yeah. What about you? What was the last thing you Googled? So, this one is... <laughs> I've actually got two last things I've Googled because I've both Googled them earlier today. But the most recent one I'll go with. Great. What is the difference between farting and flatulence? Is there one? Well, apparently. Oh. But it... Pray tell. Bit of an educational program happening today. There's no actual definitions on the internet that say what one or the other is. However, they're listed on like a few different like symptoms lists as Mm. two separate things. Oh, like the symptoms could be farting and flatulence. Correct. Which then makes me think like, what is the difference? Yeah. So mystery not yet solved. No. Basically, there's been, as I said, a few hangry moments in our house. There's also been a few extra flatulently geared (laughs) moments yeah, due to the meal plan. Right. So I was just inquiring, like, you know, hey, is there anything we can do to combat that? Mm. Proteins up. See, out of the two of us, I would say that if I had to just, like, stab in the dark, Mm. you would fart and I would flatulate. (laughs) I think a fart is like... Like when they're a bit gross, like yeah. really wet or like a bit loud. Whereas flatulence could just it's be French. like, just a little like, <laughs> exactly. Like a little, <laughs> like a little French puff of smoke into the air. Rather than like a, <laughs> <laughs> I've, we've done this for two years and I don't think we've ever made fart sounds into the mic. I think that's for the best. <laughs> and I think I'm going to stop right there. So. So. Speaking of fart jokes... Speaking of fart jokes... I think that's a beautiful segue into today's topic, which is, of course, the age-old question. Are we adults yet? Are you calling me an old fart? I was more just thinking adults don't talk about farts. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I actually don't know about that either. My mum, shout out, because I know she's listening, (laughs) she talks about them a lot. Does she? And does them very openly. Your mum is like a child at heart, though. She doesn't give a fuck. She's just like walking through the kitchen, done. She's a young soul. She's a young soul. 
She's a, I was going to say kindred spirit, but that's not the right word, is it? Not exactly, no. but I understand where you're going. Yes. Are you referring to the fact that my mum is potentially of a certain age, but acts a little bit younger? Yeah, I just think she has like a bouncy youthfulness to her. And why exactly are we talking about that? Because today is about... As I said, <laughs> are we adults yet? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to explain to the listeners what that means? Though? Yeah, so basically it's inspired by your life. Um <laughs> Right. Because you have recently celebrated quite the milestone birthday. That's right. I turned 30. Yes. And the rest. And (laughs) I guess we just kind of got to thinking about the passage of time and growing up and when, at what point in your life you become an adult. Yeah, totally. It was very much a, you know, I think for me, turning 30 had a lot of weight behind it. Mm. And it was a milestone for me for so many reasons. It kind of was like... Not that feeling of like, oh, I've got my shit together now. I should have my shit together now. But I kind of just felt like everything that you kind of go through in your 20s, which is such a roller coaster of you know, growing up in brackets. Yep. Kind of. And it's weird because it could be just placebo because I don't have it. Nothing's really changed from 29 to 30. But all of a sudden I did sort of have a sense of like, okay, I'm 30 now. I feel like the rest is you know, mm. going to be okay sort of thing. Like, yeah, I mean, that's probably also my personal path and how I feel, which is, you know, obviously relevant. But yeah, I think you're right. Like getting to a milestone age like 30 and being like, shit, I remember turning 18 and now I'm 30. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. When did that happen? Like, And I think like it's interesting because you're saying obviously 30 was maybe that time for you. But I think these days it's so different for everyone. Like, you know, back in the day, back in Shakespearean times, you turned 14, had your first kid, (laughs) bang, you're an adult. You've got about eight years left to live. (laughs) So do your worst. And now it's like there's so many different, like, complexities to what makes an adult and what makes you feel like an adult. Yeah. And, like, that could change for one person day to day. Yeah, totally. Totally. And it's weird because in the next breath, as much as I feel like that when I say it out loud and think about my age on my day to day, I don't feel that old, if that Mm. makes sense. like Not as old as you look. (laughs) No, but I don't feel older in the sense that like, wow, things are different now because I'm old. It's just like, Mm. you know, yet anyway, touch wood, hopefully like that doesn't come too soon. Wait till the hips go down and we'll see. But um, like they do say, I mean, maybe my hangovers, yeah my bounce back rate although i'm pretty good we both go all right yeah i think you just that's just one of those well-oiled machines like if you keep them running (laughs) like any good muscle if you keep exercising it that's it the moment i stop doing it yeah yeah. my Um, liver is olympic class at this moment what um if i said to you just like off the top of your head go like what defines an adult versus or before you even answer that what would be the opposite to an adult are we talking like a kid or we're talking like a teen um, I'm, I, teenagers are children. <laughs> yeah. I understand there needs to be some kind of vocab to like separate those two things, but I think young adults are children. Mm-hmm. I think I'm still kind of a child. <laughs> I mean, yes. Like if we're being binary, which we don't usually like to do on this show, but just for argument's sake, mm. I think I'm in my mind, it's child to adult. Yeah. Okay, fair. But I guess that's what complicates things because maybe there is a bit of a grey area. Yeah, which I think is your 20s, personally. Yeah, your whole entire 20s. Yeah. So I'm still very grey. Oh, you're very grey. Perfect. Wait, you just wait. It's going to come down on you like a ton of bricks, bitch. (laughs) 
enlightenment. But back to my question. So what do you think actually defines an adult then? If we're... Well, I mean, it's hard because there's so many different things. Like, obviously, legally, you turn 18. Yeah. And then you get to vote. Yeah. And that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, get your license. Yeah. License, vote. Drink alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Get married. They're all the legal things. Yeah. Which I think, like, for a lot of us, still don't define. Like, on paper, yeah. But, mm. like, I wouldn't say that defines you. I was drinking at 15. No. Well, so. yeah. And driving a car without a license. <laughs> I was <laughs> drunk driving well. at 15 with no <laughs> license. Not an issue. I think also, though, like, I remember turning 18 and being like, yep, I'm as grown as I'll ever be. Like, I felt more like an adult at 18 oh. than I do now. It's wild, isn't it? Isn't it weird? Like, when we think about those milestone ages, mm. every time you hit one, you think, like, that exactly what you just said, that feeling of, like, like literally what I just said about 30. And I feel like you hit one at 10 to mm. first double digits. Like I still remember everyone being like, you're double digits now. And I yeah. was like, I use it wisely. I'm in fucking, I'm ancient. <laughs> I'm over the hump. And then I turned 13. Everyone was like, and now you're a teen. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yep. First hair on balls still hasn't come through, but no stress. <laughs> And still then, waiting for my nuts to drop, but I'm suddenly fucking running for Congress or something. Literally. And then it was like 15, 16, or actually I feel like 18, like you said, was probably that next big one. Cause it's like, yeah, you get all that like legal things. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the years leading up to 18, like 15, 16, 17 is the time where you most desperately want to be an adult because oh. you think that you are basically, but yeah. no, no one in the world really does besides you. No. Do you know, I got my license on my 18th birthday, on the day, on I my didn't. birthday, because I was so desperate to be an adult and to have that, like, freedom. and To wanted... hit the open road. And I drove into school, into the high school parking, like, car park on my 18th birthday after getting my license yeah. with my little red P plate on, like, <laughs> get in, bitches. We all took everyone to Macca's. That's nice. Yeah. I was um, out of school when I turned 18, so... Oh, yeah, you were in that year level. Yeah. Fake idea at schoolies, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the young one. Yeah. Always the fucking young one. I know. It's sort of been my lot in life, really. Mm. And then I guess from there it goes, like, to 21, which is, like, another huge milestone birthday, which I don't really understand why we celebrate 21 the way that we do. It's because our country has been Americanized. Okay, so it's the same as it is the American equivalent. Age. Yeah, and obviously yeah. that's a big birthday for them because they can finally legally drink. Yeah. I mean, and that I guess that's another thing to think about is like we have everything on the 18th. Yeah. Year of our birth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like on the 18th of every month. <laughs> Whereas in America, which, you know, just has a lot of influence over us for whatever reason they drive at 16 and then can vote and get married and go to war and shit at 18 which is like all the boring stuff and then at 21 they can drink yeah so there's a lot of different sort of spread Mm. how did it feel for you because i feel like for me personally i didn't notice probably a real change in myself into like adulthood in that like inverted commas Probably until I was 25, though. Like, I didn't mm. really start to see myself as an adult until I got to that point because I think that what you thought adulthood was, especially while you're at uni or, you know, those early 20 years in yeah. your 20s, 
versus what it actually is. Mm. Then you start realizing what it actually is. And then you're like, okay, this shit's serious. Yeah. This shit's not as fun as it's, I thought it was going to be. Can I go back a little bit? Yeah. Rewind. Um, but and you I, obviously can't. No. I've tried. <laughs> as hard as we try. As many times we jab our foreheads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, what you're saying is kind of the other sort of side of adulting or whatever. I kind of hate that word because it's mm. like a meme. Like, mm. hashtag adulting. But yeah. anyway. Take my card to the mechanic. Hashtag adulting. <laughs> Did my own taxes this year. Hashtag adulting. Who the fuck does their own taxes? That's stressful. Not me. I think adulting is making sure that you have an accountant that you trust. That's delegating a stressful job. <laughs> As grown-ups should. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think that, yeah, what you're saying is like the sort of more social side of being an adult, which is like working out how to do things like move out of home and like mm. fucking pay bills. and Life skills. Yeah, and, like, get a job and be promoted and, like, you know, work out how you want to run your life without anyone else being able to tell you how to do that. Mm. I think... um, So, if you've worked that out, let me know because... (laughs) Well, yeah. I feel like the hardest thing for me at in that time was battling between wanting, like, success and growth and to, like make it you know a life for yourself because mm. you obviously get to that point where you're like cool i'm not in the nest anymore or i'm not a part of the nuclear family i'm going to become my own entity and it's yeah. kind of like you obviously get a job and you move out and you do all that stuff get your own medicare card yeah do you know i got my own medicare card when i was 16 when i was legally allowed to but i do things right on right on the dot do you know i'm still on my family's one <laughs> It's not a replica, <laughs> a reflection. Is that just not a reflection of our personalities? No, no. I'm very independent. <laughs> <laughs> Mummy, I need to go to the doctor. I mean, I still take myself and the money still goes into my account. It's just, I'm saving plastic. Yeah. I was like, no, I don't need my parents to help me with anything. I'm just going to get my own Medicare card. And it's my medical. I was like that bratty teenager. You ain't ever going to see this face again. Yeah, I was that bratty teenage girl that's like, it's actually my private medical information. You're not welcome in the room, (laughs) mum and dad, actually. I don't know why I needed that privacy at that age. Oh, yeah. It's not like you're going to be testing positive for gonorrhea or something. To hide my fucking head cold. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah, no, but what I was saying was that battle between I want to grow up and I want to be successful and I want to do all these things, but then also just not really having enough life experience or like capacity to understand that you're also 25 or 24 or like, you know, you're Mm. still young. So one, you probably don't have the know-how on how to really do that. So you're going to make mistakes, which is how you learn. Which is just my worst nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. But also what your, like what my interests were five years ago. Versus now, which doesn't really sound like that much time, but Mm. it actually is. What I was interested in at 25 in that sort of like turning point age was like still very much like I wanted to go out and party all the time. I wanted the latest, like newest clothes and like, and I still like all that stuff. I was going to say, what has changed here? No, but you kind of like, you, you realize that like where, well, for me anyway, kind of there was a moment where it was like, that stuff is 
superficial. And I feel like when you're young, it was like, you know, and especially as a teenager, it's almost like, I feel like it was embedded at me back then. It was like, I needed to have the coolest, newest top or whatever to be able to go out on the weekend. (laughs) And like, every time I had... Always after a new top, aren't you? Every time I had something on, I'd be, or a new event, I'd go shopping and buy something. And then I'd make sure, and then I'd go out for like the most bougie dinner and stuff. And I still like, love that stuff. Don't get me wrong. But when you're an adult and you've got bills to pay. Yeah. And you've got like, and for me, I bought that property not long ago I bought my apartment mm. during a close to around that time I think I was maybe 26 so like all of a sudden you want that growth and you want to be an adult and you want the responsibility but like that comes with mm. a lot of like I said responsibility I guess is yeah. the word that I'm looking for like bills and you know you've got to pay for fucking other things <laughs> The weekly flower arrangements and... But there's bills. There's, you know, you're supporting yourself if you're living out of home. You're buying groceries. You're like, and it's like, okay, so cool. I get paid X. Mm. I'm going to b- do my budget or whatever. And then I'm going to, cool. So I've got, you might have a hundred bucks left for your gorgeous new top and your lavish dinner. And it's like, hold on, once upon a time, what I used to be able to do and afford, that changes, mm. right? And it's I like, think though, at the same time, like... There seems to be this sort of narrative, like I'm seeing it a lot um, at as someone who's at the age of 25 and people are sort of veering very hard in those two directions of like still being in their 20s and enjoying it and working it mm. out. Or like, we bought a house with our parents' money and <laughs> and I think that there's this kind of like thought in everyone's head that if you are still like young and wanting to go out and have fun, then that's childish. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, if you're buying a house now mm. and setting yourself up for a midlife crisis later, you can tell what side <laughs> of the argument I'm on. <laughs> like, then you're you're more of an adult. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's probably been my biggest lesson in that pivotal time was, you know, the reason why I did buy that property was because at the time... You felt like you had to. Totally. And that's what I thought I had to do because that's what being an adult and being a successful adult looks Mm. like or the narrative that we were told for many years. And especially for me, growing up in a very ethnic Italian household, that was something that was like, well, you grow up, you get married, you buy a house. Yeah. And it's interesting now, I'm talking to people our age and obviously I've made that decision and I don't regret that decision, but it definitely impacted my life. And obviously then COVID hit us around a similar time. Mm. So like money and work was something that also I battled with around that time as loyal listeners of the show will know. Yeah. So the responsibility or the the glorification of owning the property kind of became this tainted thing of like, well, now it's this thing and this responsibility, this that I have to always show up for mm. because I've made this commitment. And potentially that could have been still a box that I ticked later in life. I could have bought a property for the first time at 35 with a partner on a dual income Yeah. and still been able to own property at one point in my life. Mm. But probably maybe done it in a less stressful way. That's probably been like a huge light bulb moment for me actually was, you know, and this is a bit of advice for anyone who wants it is don't feel the pressure to do anything. I think like the house thing. Do it when you want to do it. Yeah. Like the house thing, for example, like it is a box that you can tick, but I feel like there's so many boxes that kind of maybe can't be ticked. Like it makes traveling a lot harder, for example. Totally. If you have a mortgage or like if you're wanting to do an extended like live overseas kind of moment, which I guess maybe doesn't really align with what you were saying, especially for a, you know, ethnic traditional sort of idea of what being an adult looks like. Mm. 
But does that make you like a kid for being like, I want to go fucking live in no. Barbados for a couple of years? And this is the thing, Selling right? coconuts on the beach. This is the, the kind of like final layer to that cake, which is it's actually not about any of that. Not, neither option is right or wrong. It's about what makes you happy mm. and what you want to do. And if someone actually wants to buy the property because they have been brought up in that ethnic household and that's something that's important to them and they do it and that makes them feel good and they don't feel like they want to go to Barbados and be on the island. Sounds fun though. Then kudos to them. Then they've listened to what's internally intrinsically motivated them and they've done that. Yeah. If you buy the property, but you wish you were on the beach, then you didn't listen to Mm. what's actually going to make you happy. You (laughs) You didn't listen to coach Adrian's advice. Yeah. You should be packing up that house and moving yourself to that Barbados beach. And I'm talking to myself a little bit in a mirror with yeah, that well, scenario because that was, <laughs> that was something that I battled with. And there have been so many times where I'm like, I wish I would sell up all those sort of investments that I made and go and live. Invest in yourself. That's it. Because that's actually what I've realized makes me actually happy on the inside. So I don't know. I think adulting isn't just about ticking the box that society tells us to tick. It's about working out which boxes you want to tick for yourself as an individual Mm. and channeling that. Mm. And the moment you start doing that, things start to happen and life starts to feel good, I think. Yeah. And you don't have all those mental battles of like, oh, but I'm 20 and I should own a property and other people are doing it. And then, oh, but this person got promoted and now, and it's like we're constantly comparing ourselves at this crucial age of like growth and your journey is never going to be the same as someone else's. So mm. it's kind of like a bit of a relief in some ways that we're not the same age, I think. Because I've got a few years of advice I can pass down. Well, more just like, <laughs> I think because we're both like kind of competitive <laughs> <laughs> and we'd be like, well, who's earning more and who's got the house and who's yeah. this and that, you know, I think it, it takes the pressure off a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think we've, we're both uniquely different and we know that. So there's no, it's not a comparison. Mm. Yeah. Because I'm taller. Because I'm better. <laughs> so then on this point, do yep. you feel like an adult right now sitting in this room today in front of your forefather? Me? <laughs> <laughs> My great, great, Would great you say- grand friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think that in response to that, question um i would throw back to what i said before which is that it kind of changes day to day um and the situation that i'm in and who i'm around like Mm -hmm. i would say generally i still feel like i'm quite young at heart yeah and i think that i will cling on to that because i like being young yeah that's why all of my friends are older than me (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, it's part of your personality too. Yeah. Mm. But then at the same time, like I also am the oldest brother of three boys and they're like, God love them, kind of hopeless at a lot of things that would be traditionally thought of as adulting, like, like planning mum's birthday. Yeah, correct. That's a perfect example. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I've been across. Didn't plant that. Those situations. (laughs) And so in like times like that, I definitely have to step up and be like the adult of that situation Mm -hmm. or like. Currently, I'm, like, breaking in two new housemates at home Yeah, who neither of them had really lived out of home before. And, like, I've only been doing that for a year, but I still am the one who has to, like, teach everyone how to pay rent and, mm. like, how yeah. to remember what night 
bin night is and yeah. like so it sounds like you classify adulting then as having the life skills to or, get shit done but your i guess your spirit or your personality can still be childish yeah and yeah. i think um i think that's nice yeah that's kind of a good balance I think. yeah yeah and i think a lot of in my mind what adulting is is about like when people need you kind of if that makes sense like yeah, you can pass some wisdom back yeah, I'm mm. taking on the Adrian role of that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I think, like, you you know, if we think about our parents, like, we would turn to our parents because they're the ones who have the wisdom, because they're the ones who have done everything, supposedly, that yeah. we're about to do, right? Yeah. And mum says, like, don't cross the road. It's because she knows that you'll get hit by a yeah. car, right? And is being a parent are, like, the most exact example of being an adult, I guess. Yeah. And I think, like, that kind of resonates with my idea of adult as, like, like having the responsibility to teach things to other people, mm. maybe. Mm. Isn't it weird, just on parents, like, how we, as children, glorify our parents or, like, they just were this kind of, like, different person who, like, had all the answers are supposed to have all of the yeah. help. And, like, obviously when things go bad, you, you know, and I still call my mum if I'm something fucked happens to me, like, and I'm mm. 30. Mm. But... As an adult now, I also have the ability to kind of crunch those numbers and be like, cool. So my mum's only like mid fifties. I'm 30. So mm. she was roughly 25 when she had me. Yeah. She's just an older version of me just yeah. doing life. Like Literally. they're not necessarily these like superheroes that we once thought they were as children. And I think there's a lot of like acceptance in that, especially if your childhood maybe was not what you wanted it to be or your parents like made mistakes. Like, you kind of get to an age where you almost have to forgive them or like understand them a little bit more. They're like, they're just doing the best that they kind of were. Like, I think you know. emotionally one of the biggest like growing up moments is kind of realizing that your parents aren't perfect mm. and like taking them off that pedestal and being like, I can forgive them for whatever mistakes they may have made because they're also just like people trying to work it out. Totally. Like when I think about my mum and like, there's like, she was, Young at heart. Doing shifts. At, yeah, young at heart. <laughs> she was doing, you know, shifts like stacking shelves overnight and whatever, like when my parents separated and then doing like another job during the day and whatever. And I'm mm. like, that's fucked up. But like, and supporting two kids. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. And like, and she still like, you know, went on to like buy property and like she did all this amazing stuff. And I look at her and I'm like, I don't know if I could do the shit that yeah. they, that she did. Like some She's of a woman though. They're sh- much more impressive than us. They are. But like, it's wild to when you can really like get to an age where you can actually imagine that being your life and mm. being like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Like fuck. I would, you know, if I had me as a gorgeous son. Oh, a little flaming homo <laughs> jumping around the house that I'm trying to purchase. I'd be throwing my slipper at him too. <laughs> The way that my mother did. And the wooden spoon and... Oh, my God. It makes a lot of sense. A whack with a slipper. Such a classic. Classic Italian woman. Yeah. We used Moccasin to have, off. Moccasin off. We used to have this round table in like our dining room. And I knew that if I was in trouble, so I'd run straight into there and into the back corner because it was a circular space. So oh. I could just dodge. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Corner behind me. And then, yeah, the slipper would come off and she couldn't catch me and just, boom, straight to the head. Yeah, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. And here you are. Yeah. Hit your kids, people. (laughs) Asterix, that one. Yeah, no, don't do that. Don't do that. 
So what about you? I feel like I kind of know the answer a little bit because I know you and you have been talking a lot, but do you feel like an adult? I feel like, yeah, I do feel like an adult. I think that you are. Yeah, I do feel like an adult. I think similar to you in the sense that I don't want to lose my, I think I lose that a little bit quicker than you. Like I definitely lose my um, childish, you know, inner child probably a little bit easier than you. I get caught up in a lot of the like, no rules and we must have this and we must do this because I'm an adult and I've got responsibilities and I can't drop these balls and things mm. like that rather than being a little bit more young at heart and free, I mm. guess. Um, but that's kind of just more of a personality thing. But yeah, I think I'm an adult. I think I've, I think, I think for now. And that's kind of like how I feel. And it's kind of a bit scary because things feel settled now and I feel like I've got a good clear vision, but I know that like, growing up doesn't just stop at 30. Mm. So by the, from now to 40, what does that look like? Who knows? Do you know 40, I mean? God. It's going to be a whole other journey. That's a scary number. Well, yeah, it's the next one yeah. for some, like me. <laughs> no, it's exciting. Sorry. Yeah, it is it's exciting. And I'm not, I'm not um, I think because 20s, especially growing up gay, were quite tumultuous and the emotional roller coaster was definitely there. It wasn't just all ups. Mm. I think working out all of that is what makes has made me excited to be 30 because mm-hmm. now the next part will be a little bit more settled, hopefully. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the timeline for us is kind of a bit just like behind, I think, in general from the start. Mm. Like you come out later and you start to have your first like romantic and sexual experiences later and then you spend like a lot of time after that trying to work out just who the fuck you are. And I mean... Yeah. I- I'm not saying that straight people are born and are like, this is who I am. This yeah. is real. This is me. Like, cause that's not how it goes. But no. I think they have a clearer base to start from. Yes. And then I think that you're right in that we kind of get to our thirties and maybe that is a bit more settled. And then there's kind of the blessing at the other end of there's not as much time pressure to have kids if you do want to do that. Yeah. I think that's a huge, been a huge part for me is like all of those pressures that I thought I once had to sort of live up to all of a sudden just evaporate into mm. thin air and all of a sudden I'm like I can be I can go to Mykonos and dance <laughs> in that podium at 50 if I want I don't give a fuck absolutely no one's going to tell me otherwise no. whereas I know like a lot of my straight female friends who are you know trying to get pregnant or you know want to have a family or maybe don't have a partner yet and like all of a sudden their whole this whole age for them is really stressful or can yeah. be like comes with a lot of pressure which is yeah Something that I guess being gay, it's not necessarily on our cards as much Mm. or if at all, which is kind of one of the things that I guess learning to come to terms with my sexuality, I really lent into is like, there can be perks to this. This isn't a death sentence. (laughs) The way that, you know, we can have kids whenever you want. Once we might. And you can have orgies whenever you want. (laughs) And you can do ammo whenever you want. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Not with the kids, though. No, no, no. Keep those separate. Church and state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Considering I'm, like, settling in to my old age, as it's, it sounds. Yeah, I can see you lowering yourself down into that wicker rocking chair right now. <laughs> I know. Do you know what? When I say it all out loud, I'm like, am I actually, like, withering away? <laughs> I feel like I need to get a little blankie for your knees or something. <laughs> as I'm saying, I'm just shrinking into the chair. Yeah. Um... How do you feel about getting older? Um, It's an interesting question because I think I've always been a bit shit scared of getting old. Okay. And I've like, as I do, I, you know, like to sit and reflect 
and understand my feelings for How myself. wholesome of you. You I, must have a coach as a friend. I think I've always kind of therapized myself a bit. Yeah. Like, I don't want to feel something without knowing why I feel like that. Yeah, smart. And so... That's gay. Growing up gay. Yeah. Having to unpack yeah. yourself. Understand yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Can't tell anyone else about this. Another so. superpower of being gay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that it's not so much for me being old. Mm. Like, I'm not scared of dying. If I had kind of died tomorrow, I think I would be like, well, that's annoying. Yeah. Um, Isn't it funny how some people... Like, it's not funny, but I agree with you. I'm not actually this quite the same. Like, I don't fear death. No. I look. I laugh in the face of death. I laugh in the face of danger and death. <laughs> Indeed. As and do di- I. And dick. You laugh in the face of dick. Ha ha ha. Let me suck you. <laughs> That's kind of... Um, anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> I've realised in myself what I'm afraid of is looking or realizing that I'm old one day and being like, I didn't live my life enough. Yeah. I feel you on that one. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot of the reason why I have this like sort of tendency to act in a way that people would say is young because I want to just make sure I'm like living every moment as much as I can. You're a maximizer. That's it. Yeah. How much can I cram into a day? Yeah. You are a maximizer. It's funny though, because I really resonate with that in the same like from a values piece in the terms of like, I would want to say that like, yes, on my deathbed, I've lived a full life, mm. but we maximize in very different ways. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't you think? Kind of, but I feel like, I mean, I feel like what you said before about being 25 and wanting to just have fun and party and wear nice clothes is the age that I am now. Mm. So in five years, I could be the exact same as you. Like I still value my career and, yeah, true. Another such nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also the company you keep, right? Like, hang around with five dick pigs and you'll become the sixth. That's it. You know? <laughs> hang around with... <laughs> That's quite the metaphor, but yeah. Hang around with five entrepreneurial mm. ammo creators, you'll become the sixth. You're you really know, on there's this two... train today, aren't you? <laughs> it's two different paths. Yeah. Only two. You could create your new brand of ammo and be a millionaire. Or a dick pig. Or you could be a dick pig. That's your two options, <laughs> dear listener. Don't make a choice. Okay, well, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Do you feel like you're an old man ever? Because I'm... the the eldest out of the two of us. Yeah. So. Like, well, I guess, like, you know, on the flip side of me feeling like sometimes I'm a child, do you yeah. ever feel like you're older than... Um, look, not really, because I don't feel physically old. However, mm. there are moments in life where you have a moment where you're like, fuck, I'm old. Okay. One was actually the other night with you, which you will remember. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I do. So we decided to take ourselves out for a gorgeous meal as a little, like, we're on podcast break. Well, it was sort of like it's supposed to be a planning meeting and then... Well, yeah. We were children. Things escalated. (laughs) Didn't happen. So we ended up going out to the local gay night on a Thursday night, Mm. which, unbeknownst to me, (laughs) was what we would call a uni night. Yeah, and I think I probably walked you into that trap a little bit because the last time that I was there, I went with, like, 15 people. Mm. And so you kind of just think, yeah, there's people my age around. 
can I just say... When there's two of you. <laughs> it was basically an underage grade six disco. Yeah, I felt like I was at zoo underage. It was like, I've honestly never felt as old in my life. There were literally... You know the crowd of... And look, if you are this age, power to you, because I was you once. Most of our listeners <laughs> are going to be like, shut up. But there's a young crowd that just... You know, it was middle of Melbourne winter. The girls are out there just in little bralettes, little short skirts. As they should be. Freezing their little tits off. They're never going to be as young or as skinny or as perky as they are right now. Everyone in there was absolutely off their rocker. Mm. And I just was like, hi, yes, I'm basically security. Well, you actually, you tend to me and said, I'm going to have to make my own fun here. And so just stood at a random doorway and started IDing <laughs> all of the 18-year-olds. Yeah, so I was like, this club is shit. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm way too old to be here. I can't just, like, go and immerse myself on this sweaty D floor with, like, these 16-year-olds. I, I could have done it. Yeah, you 100% could have done it. And so I just found, off. found a random stairwell and stood at the top of the stairs and just started stopping people and... Then just like let a couple through and they were going, oh, thank you. Thank you. And I was like, see, this is exactly why. Have a great night, girls. Shouldn't be here because (laughs) people think I'm old enough to be the fucking bouncer. You are. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Bit of a power play. And then the real bouncer came past and just looked at me and was like, what are you doing? And then laughed at me and fist bumped me. And I was like, yeah, I've still got it. Yeah. (laughs) Still cool. Still got my people out there somewhere. But yeah, the dressing for your age thing, that's probably the other part that I feel like, you know, there gets to an age where like what I would once wear. And I think maybe as a female, you probably find this a bit I was going to say, you're not wearing your bandos anymore. <laughs> What's, what are you talking about? But like, you know, what I would once wear to go out versus what I'm now, I'm like, oh, I must have my coat. Yeah, Could, well. Couldn't go out without my jacket. For the Uber home. And a nice sensible shoe. Oh, those shoes hurt me. I can't wear those ones. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, sensible sling back, please. Yeah, whereas, like, when you're young, you just... I'd wear these, like, my Doc Martens that were a size too small for me and come home with no toenails because I've been <laughs> bashed my feet just because they looked cool. That's it. Oh, well, I think that's all we've got time for today, mm. young duck. Yeah, you've gotten an hour older just listening to this. So. Yeah, I've, I'm due for another Botox. <laughs> My forehead's on the table. I know, it is. If this is the first time you are listening to us, then firstly, lucky you. Second hmm. of all, you've got a plethora of episodes to go back and listen to then. Yep, positively hundreds and hundreds. Thousands. Seasons upon seasons. Upon seasons. To go back and listen to, which you can do at Spotify or Apple, whichever you're listening to us on. So like and subscribe, push all the buttons, follow, rate and review so that we can get some feedback and you can obviously be notified the next time we drop our new app. Which will be next week. It will be next week. Obviously, once you've gone back and listened to every single episode in our back catalogue, then you should also head to our Instagram, which is at Message on the Machine, which is where we post all of the fun stuff for you guys to keep up with. Between each episode. That's right, Mitch. Not to be missed. Not to be missed. And on that note, guys, good luck out there. Yeah, we'll see you at the next one.